I've got the end of the alphabet. I've got the best thing since sliced bread. No, you do it again. Don't draw back the curtain. And this is all spontaneous and happening right now for the first time. Look at that. We've got another day. Uh, I've just jumped out of bed and I'm now talking to everyone about what happened in, today, in the past. Game fight! For what, the fourth time? Hello and welcome to... <laughs> They find a podcast where we set hello. things oh. against each other. No, I'm throwing this. He's like, yeah, I'm the day the wheels fell off. Together we put the you into euphemisms as we talk to Lizzie Roper about the past. Hello, Lizzie Roper, what dirty thing have you got for us today? <laughs> I ain't done nothing dirty. I, I, oh, I tell you what, I haven't done. I haven't put a bra on for about six weeks. It's bloody me, me lovely. Yeah. No, I think I think there's millions millions of women all over the country who are really going to resent having to put an underwire on in the next couple do of days. Do you think? Do you think women are going to say, I, "I'm not going back"? I'm not going back. I'm not doing my hair. I'm not doing my nails. Yeah. I'm not doing my makeup. I like this. I like I like the feel of four day old pajamas against my skin. It's oh, lovely. Yeah. When you got that lovely. patina, yeah. oh gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Spam nuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> My patina. Um, let's go to the seventh <clears throat> of July, nineteen twenty-eight, and the greatest thing since sliced bread, which was sliced bread. Sliced oh. bread was released uh, by the Chillicothe Baking Company on the seventh of July, nineteen twenty-eight. Now, Otto Friedrich Rohwedder of Illinois had been trying to invent a bread slicing machine for many years. He had a prototype in nineteen twelve, but it was destroyed by a fire, which is what I think. You would say if your wife kept asking you what you were doing in the shed and you weren't just building it. Oh, no, it's on fire. Now it's gone. I can't show it to you. Oh, I'll just have to spend the other every Saturday from now on out here, too. Um, mm. he, but by 1928, he finally had a working bread slicing machine um, and they started selling pre-sliced bread. The clean made shield bread by the Chillicothe Breaking Company, um, which was advertised as the greatest for... Uh, which was advertised as the greatest forward step in the baking industry since bread was wrapped. And because it was called the greatest forward step and that's how it was advertised, we started saying the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, the second machine was bought by a baker in St. Louis called Gustav Poppendick. Gustav Poppendick <laughs> bought <laughs> two machines to try no. and work out how to make a machine that would both slice and wrap the bread. Uh, he tried rubber bands. He tried metal pins. Uh, but Ooh. the solution he found that worked was actually just sliding it onto a cardboard tray that was the right shape for the wrapping and then wrapping it. That's uh, a good idea, that. Yeah. That's genius. I love that. He tried barbed wire. Yeah. He tried, <laughs> he tried <laughs> seal skin. Broken glass. <laughs> he tried, flinging it he tried a tiny puppy. None of it was working. Yeah. <laughs> then he tried he wrapping the bread. Yeah. He made moulds out of sun-dried <laughs> dog poo. Uh, and in 1930, Wonder Bread was launched. It was the first nationally available sliced bread. Uh, thinner slices led to people eating more bread because they would have more slices. Because usually with unsliced bread, they would get, cut themselves a huge hunk of it and just have one slice. But because slices were now thinner, they tended to eat much more bread, which led to an upsurge in demand for jams and other spreads. And in 1943, sliced bread was banned in America uh, in order that they could keep the wax for the wax paper for war purposes. Oh. Which led to... Uh, Is that the Women's Army Corps? Women's Air Corps? What is it? 
The wax. <laughs> the wax. The women. Are we blaming the women? Yeah. Yes, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good. Uh, which led to uh, New York Mayor LaGuardia giving a speech about how important sliced bread was to people. He said... He read out a letter from uh, a housewife, which he said, said, I should like to let you know how important sliced bread is to the morale and saneness of a household. My husband and four children are all in a rush during and after breakfast without ready sliced bread. I must do the slicing for toast. Two pieces for each one, that's ten. For their lunches, I must cut by hand at least twenty slices for two sandwiches apiece. Uh, afterward, I make my own toast. Twenty-two slices of bread to be cut in a hurry. The answer to which is, teach your children to cut their own bread. Yeah, just throw the loaf at them and tell them to take a mouthful. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah, just... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's sliced bread. First available on the 7th of July, 1928. Well, how well that would partner with uh, the podcast from two days ago and my spam. Uh, (laughs) I, though, uh, I'd like to uh, take you to uh, 797. Ooh. Uh, the 7th of July and uh, the XYZ affair. Mm. Now, I don't know about if you know about this. So, uh, the American and French Revolutionary it? Wars were happening, probably. Mm. It does sound a bit cryptic like that, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, um, the American Revolutionary War was going on and they sort of declared war on everyone and everything there was. So, uh, Britain and mm-hmm. uh, ev- all over the shop. We declare war on you! We declare war on you! <laughs> um, and uh, America was uh, sort of thought, well, we, sh- we should hold some, 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 some talks here. Uh, they, were, they were kind of neutral in the whole thing. And uh, so they sent over uh, three diplomats to negotiate, Charles Coatsworth Pinckney, John Marshall and Elbridge Gerry, and uh, the French foreign minister, a guy called Talleyrand. Uh, and uh, he... Oh, oh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, Nat, yes. why don't you play uh, Charles Coates with Pinkney, John Marshall and Elbridge Jerry? Okay. Are they the Americans? Americans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll Surely be this Monsieur is my Talleyrand. job to divide up the parts. <laughs> I'm just preempting you. I'm trying to take some of the effort out for you. Uh, I will be the French Foreign Minister. Yes. Um, Brilliant. Uh, greeting you in France. You ready? Ah, Monsieur, bienvenue à France. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> wow. Uh, it is uh, fantastic to have you here. As you know, you're in the middle of revolutionary wars and that. Great to be here. The pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having us. And um, before we begin the uh, diplomatic negotiation, um, is there anything you would like to... Uh, yes? Yes? What? Well, uh, I would. Uh, I tell you what's a swell idea. I like a drink of... Brine. I also like to drink brine. That's what we drink in the colonies. I think you maybe misheard my associate. What I am waiting for is a bribe. A uh, bribe. <laughs> <laughs> we want the vinegar. We want vinegar. <laughs> I would like um, $50,000. 50, Fifty thousand. I'll have to confer with my friends. I think it's a bad idea. I've already got forty thousand dollars on me. Um, we've come to a decision. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, we could do fifty thousand. I, I um, didn't say that. I no, disagree. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, basically this 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 guy, this French foreign uh, minister, uh, said uh, I, it was actually fifty thousand pounds he wanted. Mm. Fifty thousand pounds in seven ninety seven. Uh, 
in, in 1797. And oh, 17? Like, I, thought it was, I thought it was medieval. Yeah, I thought no you were insane. There's no Americans knocking around in 1797. No. Uh, and they were like, what are you talking about? And uh, one of them famously said, not a sixpence. <laughs> and um, uh, it, it sort of erupted into this huge furore and uh, it, it turned into a kind of uh, a huge reaction from the state. They started to strengthen their military off the back of it uh, and um, prepared themselves for war with France. Uh, or because this guy was like, I would like, uh, please may, please may I have 50,000 pounds or... It's like when you get pulled over by a gendarme, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. They're Slip all them 50,000 euros and they're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a go, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I should correct. I said there were no Americans knocking around in 797. Of course there were. They just weren't uh, European settlers in America. Then. Mm, yes, <laughs> good point. Um, happy birthday to Ludwig Ganghofer. He was a German novelist who volunteered to be a war correspondent from 1915 to 17, who spent the whole thing writing back that we should never surrender. We should not. No, this is terrible. And then was very sad when they did. Happy birthday to, to Irvin Bumke. Irvin Bumke was the last president of the Reichsgericht, the German Supreme Court, uh, civil and criminal, who, under the German constitution, should have become uh, president of Germany in 1934 when Paul Hindenburg died. But because Hitler was the chancellor here, he said, no, I'm going to be it instead. Um, so we could have been suffering, but attacked by Irvin Bumke, which would have been much more... And we could have been calling gentlemen's dangly bits Bumkeys. It's a much better word. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. No one ever knows what I'm talking about, really. <laughs> Well, those cabinet meetings. <laughs> Open your cabinet with my bum key. Um, <laughs> happy birthday to Virginia Rapper. She was the model and actor who um, unfortunately went to a party with Fatty Arbuckle in 1921. Oh. Uh, and there are arguments over what happened. Uh, oh. It was probably something to do with um, the severe cystitis she was suffering and people refused to get a doctor for her. Uh, the person who ex- accused um, Fatty Arbuckle was... Bambini Delmont, who had a criminal record for extortion anyone who had tried to blackmail him in the past. Um, so we don't really, we won't know what happened, but Virginia Rapper, it was her birthday today. Happy death day to Mohammed Bagayogo, who was a professor in Timbuktu in the 16th century, and uh, Mali had three universities in the 16th century, um, so they were probably just as good, if not better, than us back then. Happy death day to Germaine Thyssen Valentin, who was France's most famous classical pianist at the beginning of the 20th century, but then took 25 years off to raise five children. In the 1950s, she came back to playing, uh, being a classical pianist. She was the first pianist to play all of Faure's works uh, and carried on playing until 1983, when she gave up at 81 years old. Uh, and also, happy death day to novelist, fairy believer and deer stalker popularizer. it's Arthur Conan Doyle. And that's the birthdays and the death days. Bravo. Well done. Thank you. Right. All of which, go on then. Here we go. <laughs> well, we've got the, the, the best thing since sliced bread mm-hmm. being sliced bread. Yes. Um, uh, a bread slicer. Uh, which just, it's, I'm sorry, I just can't get that terrible joke about the man who got his dick caught in the bacon slicer. <laughs> forgive me, forgive me. It's not my mm. fault. My father told it to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a very odd funeral. Um, yes uh, I mean did you make sourdough during your lockdown no I did do no knead bread but I didn't do a sourdough I didn't do a sourdough starter I I did did a couple and they were not uh, 
What was wrong with them? They were were not, they like they, they, yeah, they were like rocks? Yeah, they were like millstones. Mm. Wow. Did you use them as a weapon or did you use them as food? I used them for peace. Of course you did, you blooming vegan. Um, Yeah, we no, we had a lot of sourdough, and you can't cut sourdough. You couldn't, you couldn't even put it in a bacon slicer and get sued. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, but it did make me very nostalgic for wax wrapped bread. Mm. Do you remember? Do you remember wax wrapped bread? Do Do you remember spangles? Mm. Do you remember? Mm. Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, I was lovely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. mother's pride, mother. Oh, do you know Paul Litchfield? <laughs> yes. You know Paul yes. Litchfield. Yeah. You know he comes from he comes from down that Devon, and mm. one of my favourite favourite stories he ever told me is that his like Saturday job or his evening job, when he was a little boy and illegal, and you know they just they take them. Um, mm. The Mad Bakery. Um, the ovens there were actually the size of football pitches and they would wow. just sort of wheel in the, the bread on these big trolleys um, and it would bake and then they'd wheel them out. And uh, once a week they'd have to clean these enormous football pitch size ovens, but it would cost too much money to turn the oven off. So they would get little boy, they would just turn the oven down. <laughs> and oh, wow. they'd get Paul Litchfield to go in there and it. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Maybe no you need to bleep out for this um, story, but um, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's always tickled my bits that how Victorian in 1970 blah. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then there's and there's X Y C. I couldn't I couldn't follow it. I couldn't follow it. My head I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. There was a bit of brine. No, there was a bit of I vinegar. Really I, he, was, he was bribing him for vinegar. Don't bribe no one for vinegar. Nobody wants vinegar. Oh, um, I never actually explained. Perhaps it's because I never explained that the letters X, Y and Z oh, yes. were oh, the yes. names. Uh, there was... Uh, the Yo-Yo. It's what the 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 sort of uh, legally protecting names they attribute they ascribed to the three oh, okay. diplomats oh. who'd gone from America. Right. That Mr. sort of didn't X, really Mr. bother Mr. with the, the key. Yeah, the key. <laughs> yeah. Actual point it doesn't make them that, any sexier, uh, does it? But, uh, so what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How? How am I? Thought, I really what? thought this was a shoe in. <laughs> I had the French sh- accent. Yeah. You did have uh, a French accent, but. Do remember, boys, mummy's in charge. <laughs> also, oh, also, um, I didn't mention one of the other diplomats involved oh, yes. was Very Dracula. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, good. It was one of them Spanish and played a lot of flamenco guitar. She. <laughs> what would he have said? Well, Quiero del Bribo. He would have said... <laughs> he would have said Darling X-Y Tell you what Dracula With all these bribes You're bleeding us dry <laughs> I want to <laughs> No, no, wait <laughs> One bribe, two bribe. 49,999. I'm a sucker for a ukulele. It's all yours, Jake. I'm there terribly sorry, no, Nathan. It's two ones, yeah. Jake. <laughs> That's all I've won the round, but I'm judging you for liking the ukulele. <laughs> if you like the ukulele, don't listen to the podcast ukulele anymore. Ukulele like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, do come back tomorrow. We love you all. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Oh, sorry. Bye. 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 I'm sorry. Uh... Bye. Oh, sorry. <laughs>